The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good times. But so many poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. She's she's on a little bit of a delay. <laughs> this is the Homance Chronicles, and I'm Sarah. <laughs> and I'm Nicole. The one time we're like, let's jump in and let's do this. And the Zoom lady's like, eh, eh, when I feel like it. Time. <laughs> when I'm ready. We're not there yet. <laughs> uh, man. Happy New Year's again. It's still New Year's. Nothing real. Like, I feel like last week was honestly a soft launch into the year. There wasn't a lot of craziness that happened <laughs> at work or in my personal life. Thank Well, the, the holidays fell weird. And so the kids didn't go back to school till the 8th. Today. So that whole first week of January, people have been off. Yeah. And it really, it, it, I guess you're right. It does feel weird. Well, I was complaining last week about how crowded everything was because people yeah. were still off. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, to your point, I guess it's a soft launch for some people. Not for me. I'm going into full blown home buyer mode. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so for me, it's been a bit of a whirlwind actually, That's okay. um, in the process of selling my house and purchasing another home. And, uh, I probably should have just left for the weekend that probably would have been a better idea than the back and forth back and forth as there was open houses and showings um because i had to find things to do with my dog so we actually hung out at a coffee shop for three hours they let my dog in and hang out and um ran into actually some people that we both know from our past life and It was very funny. So I was down in like a lower part and Emma started like walking up the stairs because there was like a line of people waiting to pet her. And (laughs) (laughs) there were. I know this isn't a joke. I know you're actually like, we didn't actually drink coffee. We just went there to to get Emma pets. And then we left. (laughs) At least 20 people pet her at this coffee shop. So I I think I know which one you're talking about. So I'm like in the lower part. So Emma walks up to like two, three stairs or whatever. Yeah. To the line of petters. (laughs) Not pedos. Petters. (laughs) And so then I kind of like am on a delay coming around the corner and up the stairs. And then as soon as I get up and I make eye contact with the person that's petting her, I'm like, oh, hi. And then they were like, oh, we didn't even look at the owner. (laughs) That means, you know, that's actually like true to form. All of my friends, it doesn't matter (laughs) what part of my life they're from. Everybody gives animals more respect than they give their human beings they're with. She had um, multiple people take her picture. Of course. She had 
Oh, we went to we went to a store that's you know dog friendly, a little boutique store downtown, and um they had dog treats for her. Hmm. Um, I mean she's really she's had a time. <laughs> I wonder you could start a hashtag spot hum, spot Emma, <laughs> right? Oh my goodness, where did you so, spot Emma? <laughs> so well, but then I have to start taking her with me everywhere, I suppose. With that? Um, little buddy, best friend. She's like I, 20 pounds. Well, no, the problem is that we're home together all the time. So the only separation is like when I go run an errand. or go <laughs> And so I've created a, a little Velcro dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I try to leave sometimes for some separation on purpose. <laughs> to wean her off of you. That's funny. I was honestly looking up the definitions between Velcro dogs and separation anxiety. I'm pretty sure she's a Velcro dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think she's got separation anxiety. She just I don't think so either. You. I just left her at the neighbor's house. And um, since they were feeding her cheese, she didn't care. <laughs> she didn't care. You know? <sighs> I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad that she's able to really just detach on occasion. <laughs> she she goes wherever the attention is. I get, I get it. I get it. Don't mind if I do. Ooh, the attention's running stale here, mother. Shall we proceed to the next stop? <laughs> well, and so I'm telling people at the coffee shop, like, yeah, I mean, I'm here with her because I'm selling my house. Like, there's only so many places you can go at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning <laughs> with your dog. <laughs> <laughs> right. So my brother calls me and these people that I was talking to, we had a whole conversation about dogs and whatever. These people I was talking to, like as they're leaving, I'm on the phone with my brother and they're like, good luck with your house. And my brother's Aww. like, did you make friends? And I'm like, well, when you have a cute dog. <laughs> Here's the thing. When you have a cute dog, it doesn't matter if you're an introvert or not. You're going right. to make friends out in public. That's just how yes. things happen. It's Especially if you have a, a culty type dog where people are like, oh, my God, a corgi. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I feel like you probably got like the, the most, the kindest culty group. <laughs> Probably. This one woman was like, can I take her picture? Because she's so much smaller than my Cordy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wait, can I pick her up and take her picture? Is that OK? Is that allowed? Uh, sure. Yes. Emma poses for pictures like it. She does. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. She's uh, a slouch. Well, anyway, we have to kind of move quickly through this recording today because I have another showing. <laughs> she's and addicted. in my head, I thought. I should just move this recording. But then I was like, no, we're just going to knock it out. We're yeah, just, let's, let's run let's it. Get through it. Yep. So my story is a little unconventional and, um, for, for our typical weeks, um, because we typically focus on one person mm-hmm. since I'm in this real estate mode, I decided to look up historical women in real estate well guess what there's not really (laughs) no i imagine not i feel like real estate was very very a man thing up until the 80s just because i don't know men owned everything and women couldn't even own their fucking names continue (laughs) well i almost sent you a text to say you're gonna get pissed off during this recording (laughs) 
And then I was like, no, I don't want to piss her off. Like get her ri- like ramped up before no, we even I've, say. See, that's the thing. Like I just get curious. I'm like, ooh, curiosity. Yeah. I was like, oh no, uh, she's going to get pissed. <laughs> probably. I'm probably going to get a little frustrated, which is okay. You know, it's healthy. It's healthy. Oh, uh, so we're digging into the history of women in real estate. And the there's just, there's just not a lot. And a lot of the resources say the same things. So anyway, here it's we just, are. It's just not a lot. Um, now, mind you, we've covered women who have created these architectural structures. Right. <laughs> right. I didn't go into design and yeah, no, stuff, no. Right. But um, so anyway, one of the first websites I stumbled across was a a realtor, Karen Cannon Realtors, um, so a woman. And in March 2020, which marches women's month um the they put out an article that said five female trailblazers in real estate history now i have copied from this article some of these tidbits um with you know some some color added so based on the national association of realtors when they published this blog post in 2020 but it looks like they also took some from different years or whatever. So there's a statistic that the U.S. residential real estate industry is dominated by women and that like 63% of all realtors are female. Currently? This No. I Did you just miss the whole? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Currently, I've got I, two caps on my lap, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I just gave a whole disclaimer. <laughs> no. No, currently I have both cats on my lap. Sorry, I'm struggling. Uh, Continue. So this says 63% at the time that the blog was posted in March of 2020. There's other sources that ha- that say like high 50s. Um, there was another one I found that said like 66%. So we're going to say somewhere around the 60% range okay. um, based on like three or four different sources and over the course of the last couple of years. Um, so that would mean it's like a 60, 40 split where it's 60 female. Uh, but they're saying that that's like a dominated field when it's 60% women. Um, obviously it wasn't always like that. So according to the national association of realtors, um, history of women in real estate, the association first started in 1908 and its membership was entirely male despite there being 3,000 women working as brokers nationally. So their first female member was Corinne Simpson, and she was a broker from Seattle, Washington. She joined in 1910, which was two years after this association started. Um, But there's not even a fucking Wikipedia page on her. Like, there's no information. Ah, we should start one. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know what we're gonna put on it she needs help um, she needs help so anyway Gosh. i was like damn it um so although the nar i'll just call it the nar national association of realtors did not ban women from joining because she joined right um they did require local real estate board membership and those boards did ban women. Oh, these fucking pieces of shit did their loophole. So, oh, here I go already. I here know. I, I know. 
God bless it, American capitalism loophole bullshit. I'm <laughs> fucking so sick of it. <laughs> so women decided to create their own organization. Hell yeah. Fuck y'all. We don't need you anyway. Yeah. So the the Women's Council of Realtors was founded in 1938. And it's the women's division of the NAR. And so female membership in the association has just grown over the years, um, just steady, it's just steady growth. And they've actually had uh, seven female presidents of the association. And most recently in 2002, the NAR president is Leslie Ruda Smith. So even though they had a separate women's council, they've infiltrated and like taken over the regular association as well. You're goddamn um, right. <laughs> Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, though, in most cases, uh, realtors are women, but they're not necessarily in executive roles. Right. Um, and also, a, a lot of this is residential real estate, commercial real estate. Women are much further behind in the equality. Yeah. Um, it's about thirty-seven percent of the workforce is women in oh. commercial real estate. Well, that's better than I thought. I anticipated a lot lower than that. Yeah. I mean, like construction is lower. Construction is like 11% or something. Yeah. Um, So here's some quick facts and figures that are going to trigger you. <laughs> More than my cat? I don't know if it's possible at the fucking time. So 57% of all real estate brokers and agents are females. Like I said, they hit the 57. It went all the way up to 67% somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. um, 50% of property, real estate, and community association managers are women. So even if you go like rent from an apartment, a lot of times the women in the office that are doing all of this yeah. are women. Yeah, um, because we know how to fucking communicate, it yeah. turns out. 17% of single home buyers are women, which and I thought would be higher, to be honest. I thought it would be higher, too, but yes. Um, Here we go. Homes owned by women are worth 92.3% of male-owned homes. Are you fucking serious? I'm getting screwed on my house right now because my name's on it. Are you joking? Female-owned homes generate 1.5% less in annualized returns than male-owned homes. I'm going to get fucking pissed and stop going by Sarah. I'm just going <laughs> to stop. I know. I'll on all my documentation and just be a fucking mystery. Move your mic back up. Um, I'm going to be just a fucking mystery to everybody. I'm so sick of this place. A gender-neutral name. Yes. Give no, yourself... Taylor or something. No, just a goddamn initial. That's all you yeah, get. Right? I know. I was talking to a recruiter recently and she said that she does that. Yeah. She I takes she takes pictures and names and stuff, like anything that would identify somebody off before she sends it over to people. Yeah. Anyway. Good for her. Um so today a lot of women work in the home title industry. However, that wasn't the case either until like the 1920s. So the American Land and Title Association was first established in 1907. And when it was originally established, it was called the American Association of Title Men. <laughs> so they changed the name in 1923 to be American Land and Title Association <laughs> and then had its first female president 
and the year 2000. It took 93 years for the title association to have a female president. Yeah, and I was really hoping you were going to say in the 1930s. I was going to be like, oh, okay, they're progressive. Cool. Fuck them. (laughs) And their fees that they've imposed on me. Right. So before (laughs) 1974, women were often not permitted to obtain a mortgage without a male cosigner. So today, women actually outpace men in home ownership. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was saying 17% of today's single home buyers are women compared with just 9% of men. My theory, are you ready? So these are singles, yeah. not couples, right? Yeah. So um, that's why the percentages, like when I said it earlier, I was like, I thought it'd be higher. Well, it's because you have to think of single people. Well, also when you look at, credit scores of single men versus single women and typically speaking our credit scores are much better so that's not shocking at all <laughs> um i mean it's not shocking that women want to live alone <laughs> <laughs> There's that also. <laughs> just a plethora of things i saw this reel of this this girl she was like in case you were wondering what it's like to live with a man it had a she had the cheese yes the cheese pack where it has a a Ziploc, and the it's, guy cut it? Yeah, the Sargento cheese slices that come with a fucking seal, like a Ziploc seal on the bag. All you gotta do is rip a little piece of plastic up off the top of the Ziploc seal, and then all of a sudden you have a self. The top, that top part was already ripped off. Yeah, instead of opening it, Instead of opening the Ziploc, he cut it open. Yeah. So now you know, now you have to get a new bag, a new yeah. Ziploc. <laughs> I was like, yeah, makes sense why I live yeah. by myself. Check um, out. It's worse. Yeah. So single women have bought more homes than single men every year since at least 1981. (laughs) But I wonder, too, if that's also partially men trying to hide their money. I'm just going to put that out there and say it. Maybe some might be sponsored, a percentage of them, just to say it, Mm -hmm. just because I watch drug movies. I've seen things. (laughs) More men are likely to have illegal ways of (laughs) obtaining their funds. (laughs) Yeah. So ladies get their houses because men. Oh. So an equality gap exists in the field of mortgage lending. According to the 2021 study by mortgage startup called Own Up, women pay more for their mortgages in 49 out of the 50 U.S. states. The only state that women do not pay more is Alaska. Pissed. That means I'm 100% paying more money than I should be paying right now on my loan. Uh Uh-huh. Despite having to pay more for their mortgages, single female borrowers default less than their male counterparts. Yeah, and in general, fucking manage our goddamn money. And in general, they do a better job of paying off loans, according to the Urban Institute research report. Hence, the better credit score. Commitment. We're not afraid of it. Oh, oh, and we follow through. (laughs) Look at that. Just Ah. fuck, fuck. So we're penalized, even though we're we have the best behavior when it comes to um finances at this least is, when we owe other people money this is a really great uh, just another example of like doing better than others gets you more work that's exactly what's happening no We're good getting, deed goes unpunished no, is no, what no good the, deed goes, yeah. yes so uh back in the day you know single women could own property under certain circumstances but married women in the u.s couldn't buy or own property in their own name until the mid-1800s Everything belonged to their husbands, even their inheritances. So this all kind of began to change in 1848. 
inheritance is going to other oh no call me a spinster <laughs> it ain't happening <laughs> yes so in 1848 there was the passage of the married women's property act in new york which ensured the holdings a woman brought into a marriage remained her own do we know if a woman was involved in that i do not mm-hmm. um but after new york did it other states started to follow suit um The Homestead Act of 1862 governed land ownership in the developing Western territories and allowed any household head without a reference to gender to gain a title to a piece of raw land and develop it. So by 1900, married women were allowed to own property in their own name in virtually the entire country, but they weren't allowed to finance the purchase. Another fucking loophole until the 1970s. So you couldn't get a mortgage, but you could own the land if you had the cash, I guess. So this checks out completely. Now, when I was watching an interview of uh, Aretha Franklin or somebody back then, she was like, I like diamonds, but I like land better. Give me land. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Fucking she was in the era where. In, 19, in the 1970s, it, she, she went from you couldn't, you couldn't get the mortgage to you could. Yes. So in the United States in 1974, this is often the year cited as women's mortgage liberation. So the Equal Credit Opportunity Act was signed, and it prohibits discrimination against a loan or credit applicant for reasons related to sex, marital status, familial status, race, religion, etc. Yeah. So that's why there's not a lot of history because it hasn't been that long. (laughs) Right. I just want to just quick reminder of feminism. We did this for us to have a choice. We're not expecting all the women out there that are being, you know, let's, let's say having um, the advantages of fighting for this equality. We don't expect everybody to do the same shit, but women, please stop saying I'd rather be a stay at home mom. Not everybody wants to be that. Feminism feminism is about choice. And I'm fucking upset about this one. <laughs> well, I mean, getting into the argument about I want to be a stay-at-home mama is... Do it. Go ahead. You can do it, but I feel like you also now should have some things in your own name. Right. And because you can. Yes. You don't have to have everything tied to your husband. No. So we're going to talk about some of the women from history that have made an impact. Catherine Bauer. She is the primary author of the Housing Act of 1937, which provided subsidized residences for low-income citizens for the very first time. Section 8. Um, yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, you, you'd call it urban planning now, um, probably in some areas, right? Like, so Catherine Bauer was an outspoken advocate for affordable homes. And she wrote a book called Modern Housing, and it is still often cited today in the field. Um, so she had actually advised three different presidents on uh, an array of federal agencies that have to do with urban planning for about 30 oh. years. Oh, OK. All right, then. <laughs> then we have Miss Ebby Halliday. So any woman who started. Their own business in the you know 1930s is by definition a trailblazer. 
Um, but Abby yeah. was not satisfied with just owning her own hat business. So she turned like she transitioned into residential real estate and completely dominated the Dallas market for decades. She's recognized as the first lady of real estate. And so Abby just passed away in September of 2015. She was 104 years old. And her real estate firm continues to sell homes. So at the time of her death in, two, in 2015, the firm was the largest independently owned residential real estate services company in Texas, the 10th largest in the nation, and the firm closed a sales volume of $6.64 billion that year. Holy shit. <laughs> oh. Okay, next woman. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm going to probably butcher this. Dorcas? Dorcas? Dor Doris? Dorcas? D-O-R-C-A-S. Hellfont Browning. And okay. I feel terrible because she's still alive and people know her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she was the first woman president of the National Association of Realtors in 1992. So she was 45 years old at the time. And she was one of the youngest people to serve as the NAR president at that point in the organization's history. And her presidency of the association coincided with the beginnings of a recovery period for the housing market and just the economy in general in the early 90s. So when she was president of this association, she joined other real estate professionals at the White House for meetings to urge the Bush administration to support tax reforms that would stimulate the nation's economy. And she wanted to help relieve the credit crunch for commercial and investment property. So under her leadership, the NAR members lobbied Congress to enact changes in passive loss rules and other tax issues and provisions to help strengthen the market's recovery. So her grassroots efforts also led to um, legislation passing to raise FHA loan limits and repeal a closing cost restriction that had previously cut out tens of thousands of potential home buyers out of the FHA market. Good. Um, so she started her real estate career in 1967, shortly after the birth of her first child, which is not uncommon that the reason why a lot of women are in real estate is it provides a flexible schedule. You right. can still be a mom while you do this. You can you still can go to the school thing and you can still, yes, this was working from home before working from home was a thing. <laughs> this is like entrepreneurship with like structure. <laughs> <laughs> so seven years after she started her career, she was the owner of her own firm, which was affiliated with Coldwell Banker. And this is in 1989. So she's still a currently a managing partner and principal broker with Coldwell Banker. Good for her. In Virginia Beach. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's rolling in it. Then we have Bridget Biddy Mason. That Her nickname is Biddy, like B-I-D-D-Y. So she's the first noted black female real estate agent. Go, Biddy. Yes. She also became like what we would consider a real estate mogul today a, a bad bitch a bad bitch yes <laughs> um you'll hear like this story is crazy so she was a slave 
and was granted freedom from the courts in 1856. Okay. So she's granted freedom when she's 38 years old. Wow. So she wow. had originally been with her family. They moved to California. California had different laws. They had some freedom. I don't know why her family moved from California to somewhere else where they ended up losing freedom again. Like, who knows? I didn't have time to dig into her full backstory of that. Plus, it's from the mid-1800s, so I don't know how much there is. Um, But anyway, she worked her ass off when she became an adult to get her freedom And then when she did, she worked her ass off as a nurse and midwife to save money for her first property. That's so cool. Ten years later, after she got freedom, 1866, only ten years after her granting her freedom is when she bought her first property. Yeah, bitch. So I'm saying, yo, baddie. Over the years, she bought and sold a ton of properties. And at the time of her death in 1891... She was one of the wealthiest women in Los Angeles. Oh, I just, I got goosebumps. I know, right? So she just defied all the odds, led the way, not only for her race, but for women. I mean, you went from slave to mogul. Like, in a fast money, in a fast more, time frame. Having more money than the average white man you live next to type of shit. Like, I'm here for this. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine... The shit she pulled. I'm sure she did use just a B for her first name. Had to have. Had to have. She had to have faked it. Had to have. Had to have. (laughs) (laughs) She probably didn't do any interactions on her own either. I guarantee it. She probably had a bevy of people supporting her along the way. Which, nothing, no shade. Like, get after it. Use your resources and do what you gotta do. I, I just, I love it. I love to hear it. Yeah. Um... So that's all I can really get into. Like, that's it. Like, it's just mind blowing. Holy Um, shit, man. Because as I'm sitting here uh, trying to make these moves for financial security, not because I just feel like moving and I want a bigger house, like I'm doing it from an investment perspective. I'm like, thank fucking God I can. Right. It's an option. Thank God for these women. You know, legally, maybe we should start going by our initials. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I have a very strong last name. So, yes, yes you do. As do <laughs> I. I feel like we could figure it out. <laughs> I could just be a foreigner, too. On I top think of that it. it would. You could be a foreigner. I think that my last name would generate a lot of curiosity and intrigue if I only put an N. Yes, I agree. I mean, and then you can just, you know, Get one of those voice changers, be like, hello, but it sounds like an old man. Ah, hello. <laughs> yes, this is and Bonneville speaking. <laughs> I'm literally calling you from the salt flats that I founded. <laughs> so funny. Well, actually, I probably wouldn't. I don't know. We well, we'd have to find out. Apparently. Citibank was discriminating against all the Armenians that they had in their roster. So anybody that had an IAN or a YAN on the end of their names, they were explicitly told in documentations and meetings and et cetera, like verbally and written that Armenian populations aren't really all that good with money. And so you really shouldn't be doing a whole lot of just willy nilly giving them money because they don't know how to pay it back. Like documented proof. 
So I don't know. I guess really? I'm fucked either way. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Shout out to you, Citibank. Knew you were a bunch of pieces of shit. <laughs> I mean, they're all shitty. Like, I just don't understand. When you think about some of the facts that I said earlier where women are not getting the same return on their home, mm-hmm. that also plays into not getting the same return on your retirement, not getting the same return on, you know, it just continues and continues. I mean, I once had a friend say to me, and this was more based on racism than it was on gender, but I'm going to apply it here. Um, that how do you, how do you get ahead when you're when your starting line is so much far behind you well you don't you either you know so like we were we were talking about opportunities available um to other races and basically like this woman's you know got to fight for her freedom and she had to run four times as many laps around that track as somebody else because her starting point was so far behind. And it's just, it's unbelievable. Like why, why are homes owned by women worth less than homes owned by men? Why? I don't know. And I feel like, of course, my logical brain immediately starts to like solution for why figure out why maybe women's homes aren't as much as men's home because the foundations aren't, you know, the foundational oh, things sh- aren't no, being ta- no, taken care of or that. whatever. Fuck but you that. know, like, like Sarah's brain is already starting to be logistic about like logical about everything. Like, why could this be? And just going into different areas of why so there's a difference between logistical and justifying. Well, I didn't say they were legitimate. I'm just no, saying- I know, but I'm just like. <laughs> The amount of care that I put into my home. No. And when you go and you look at houses, you can tell which ones are the bachelor pads. They don't give a flying fuck about anything. I know. They have wires hanging out of the wall. They've got clogged up sinks. They've got shit ground into the grout. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah, it makes no sense. But their cars are immaculate. What is happening? So I didn't want to make this a a rant podcast because the whole point is to give credit to women that deserve it and that we are unfamiliar with and make ourselves known with their you know, efforts. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to turn it into a rant. So there was a lot more information about the inequality of women and men when it comes to mortgages, oh, yeah, I'm sure. homes, all that stuff. And I, I was getting too angry. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next year for our series, Angry Ladies. <laughs> I mean, just call it spinster, yeah. honestly. Just spinster at this we'll point. say their names again for everybody so the first uh female member of nars um association is corinne simpson then we have Catherine bauer who advised presidents and worked on housing acts we have ebby halliday who is the first lady of real estate in texas we have 
Dorcas Helfand Browning, the first woman president of the National Association of Realtors. And we have Miss Bridget, known as Biddy Mason, the first noted black female real estate agent who grew from slavery. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't feel like I do shit with my day anymore. <laughs> Uh, no, I feel I feel powerful still, you know. <laughs> I have to, otherwise I'm gonna feel like completely worthless. But the fact that they had such perseverance, patience, and probably loads of empathy for the way others treated them. Yeah, I think there was a general theme in um the tone that i came across when reading about them that they all just wanted to help people yeah at the end of the day they all came from a, of a point of wanting to make things better right like which they when they all do that's my favorite part like all the women that we we, we talk about on this show are always trying to do it for the betterment of society for the most part which is great yeah yep so thank you to those women one of you who is still alive and shout out to all of you. I mean, there's obviously now uh, more real estate moguls. I mean, there's even um, like the lady from shark tank that I can't, that I'm blanking on her yep, name, but, um, but so, I mean, I, we're not unfamiliar to seeing this. However, at that level and with people at that income generation um, and who dabble in like commercial properties, it's still, it's very, very um, unbalanced. Imbalanced. It really is. Out of balance. Um, I got all of my research from KarenCannon.com, NAR.Realtor, uh, Bankrate.com, TribToday.com, um, BayStreetCapitalHoldings.com. Well, thank so. you. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. I was like, how did that, how did I even become like able to do what I'm doing right now? <laughs> it's a good question, honestly. I think about this all the time. I'm like, I wonder if there's a woman involved in figuring this out as I'm doing something. <laughs> Probably. And or not giving enough credit. Or any at all. <laughs> uh, so I guess it's at a girl time. That it is. That it is. Um, so, girls are where we pat ourselves on the back for something good that we've done or uh, something that's happened to us. And for me, my girl is um, I survived my weekend of <laughs> open houses and showings. And I worked my ass off to get my home to a point where it would stay clean the entire time. Um. And I moved a bunch of stuff into my garage to make it like less cluttered looking. Like I put a lot of work in to make my home presentable. Um, so the fact that I, there was such a good turnout is um, validating pat, a pat on the back to myself because yeah. the pictures looked really nice on the listing, Everything which I think really helps. Nice. It helps a lot. Frankly, yeah. I'm biased. Obviously, I've been to your home. But I think those pictures did a really great job of like conveying what you were walking into. 
I sent the listing to quite a few people who have not been in my home before. And I basically was saying like, if you know anyone, like let them know, like just pass it along. And everyone's first response back to me was your home is adorable. Like this is incredible. <laughs> That's true. Like I like look at the fucking I mean, bookshelf behind you. You boom. Look at it. It's adorable. Yeah. The whole scene behind you. I know. I get yeah. a lot of compliments on this lamp. Well, yeah, it's tassels. I, well, yeah. Every time I there, well, every time there's a woman that has joined the call who has not seen my room, they're like, "Oh, fringe." <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love a fringe. A good fringe will get anybody off track. <laughs> And I'm like, know. Amazon fine. You know? <laughs> um, so yes, I, I mean, it's kind of a culmination of a lot of hard work over the years of what I've done to my house, but then also this last sprint prior to putting it on the market. So yeah, well, at a girl, you really are doing it. You're making those moves. Proud of you. Thanks. Snaps. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> And so, I must say, it's very hard to keep a, a dark floor clean with a corgi that's shedding. <laughs> I understand. I don't have any animal. Well, all my animals shed, but it's just hard to keep a dark floor clean. Let's be honest. <laughs> so my Atta girl for this week, I, you know, I took down some Christmas decorations outside before it got too gross out. I'm really proud of myself. And I got rid of the pumpkins. Usually those don't make it out of there ever. They just kind of turn into mush. And I wonder if they're going to grow actual pumpkin babies the next year. Oh, my God. Uh... <laughs> what? They're hidden under the leaves and stuff. It's not a big deal. Like in my landscaping where I, I'll show you where they usually hide. You'd be like, oh, all right. I would just be concerned that they'd attract like raccoons or I don't rats have... or something. Listen, I've got full-on nature across the street like my across the street is a is wooded area there's no housing there's no housing behind it it's like a good solid chunk of land and there are coyotes that hang out on that land and like kill deer in front of my house across the street and then the deer come over and all the animals come over and eat all the shit in the front of my yard anyway so it doesn't matter what's up there all of my lilies were eaten last year. All of my hostas got eaten last year. Like literally nothing survives. So I feel like I'm just kind of just doing them a little favey fave. Then I'm surprised they didn't eat it. And it's, it was still there for you to even throw away. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and it, you know, Why did that one not, why did they not eat that? I have no idea. You know, oh, probably because Seth put fucking 300 pounds literally of carrots in that area for them to eat so he could watch them oh he's adorable <laughs> he just likes to sit and look at them <laughs> my mom had an ex that was like that yeah he had a big bin of like feed for the deer mm -hmm. i feel like he would absolutely be that guy mm -hmm. yeah 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 meanwhile so there's probably like a deer problem or something <laughs> <laughs> thankfully there's not <laughs> yeah so i'm proud of myself changed up changed up a little bit did a little something new <sighs> okay well if you liked what you heard today please rate review subscribe you can send us a whole history topic um it doesn't even have to be a person anymore apparently <laughs> oh, it could be a movement <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's to homeanspodcast at gmail.com 
or on Instagram at homance underscore chronicles. You can uh, DM us there and you can get your homance merch on my Etsy shop, um, nicolebonneville.etsy.com. And you can join our close group on Facebook, um, the Homance Chronicles, a judgment-free zone that has nothing to do with any of this. Um, I think that's all the things. That's all the things. Homance out. Bitches. (laughs) 